This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Hi, I'm Ashley Hales. I'm host of the Finding Holy podcast and author of a book coming out this September called A Spacious Life, Trading Hustle and Hurry for the Goodness of Limits. Here at the Finding Holy podcast, it's our aim to help connect the dots between the big things of faith and culture and life to our everyday, holy, actual lives. So to that end, I ask all my guests, whether they're artists, activists, pastors, or professors, what is their laundry routine? It's fun. Some people are taken aback. Some people have their routine dialed in, and sometimes we get to some really thoughtful and surprising answers. So this summer, I wanted to introduce you to my first of two laundry episodes. We're going to listen to a few favorite laundry routines and consider why our laundry is actually important to the life of faith. Listen in. Well, to kick off our laundry routine episode, maybe you're wondering what my laundry routine is. And honestly, I don't have a very good one. My husband does our laundry and he folds it. So whenever that shows up in our bedroom, I say thank you. I tend to do our sheets and towels about once a week. And other than that, as a mom to four children, seven, nine, 12, and 13, they kind of do their own laundry. So it's just me noticing if they stink or been wearing the same shirt about eight times in a row. And then I tell them it's time to do their laundry. Early on, we got each kid a big laundry basket. That's where everything goes. When I did their laundry, I would just do it person by person. I didn't care if they were folded. We will get to that eventually. But for now, most of the time, they have clean clothes. So welcome to the laundry episode. You're going to hear a few great routines that are fun, that help us think about community. You'll hear why I actually ask this question, and you'll hear a few surprising routines that might give you some great places to begin. I love these first few laundry routines because they really dig into the way that laundry shows us our relationship to community. Listen in to my friend, Jen Pollock-Michelle, She joins us to talk about her laundry routine as a mom of five kids, and she's just had a recent shift in her laundry routine. You know what? I think my my answer to this is going to be totally different than the last time we talked, and I'm so thankful. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I actually told my husband he could do his own laundry. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I had been doing his laundry for like 24 years and I just finally said, huh, I think, I think I'm going to give you that job now. Yeah. He's doing his own laundry. All of my teenage children do their own laundry. The only laundry that I do in the house is I do my, um, my laundry. Yep. I do our sheets and towels. I do actually, I do all the bedding and the yep. towels. Um, and then I do the twins laundry. We have twins that are 13. They could probably figure it out pretty soon, but I I baby them a little bit 
and I don't fold their laundry. Mm-hmm. They literally just, I, they get it in a basket. And if they want to shove it in their drawers, Absolutely. they have certain things they have to hang up like their yeah. school uniform, but I've, everything else, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you don't turn your socks right side out and uh, you know what, they're yeah. going to get washed like that. And they're going to get shoved in your drawer like that. If you want to wear them like that, I really don't care either. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Look at me. Yes. Well done. I'm so proud of you. That is so good. But laundry doesn't always mean that the sorts of community we're dealing with is with a house full of children. In this conversation with Caitlin Beatty, we talk about what does it look like to do laundry when you live alone or you live with roommates? What does it look like to do laundry in New York City? And whose turn is it for the washer this time? Well, I would love to know as we conclude what your laundry routine is. My favorite question. I get to hear everybody's real life. <laughs> so I feel in, in this, this part of my life, I feel is like relatively easy because mm-hmm. I'm only doing laundry for myself. Mm-hmm. And especially in, in the pandemic, I mean, I live in an apartment in New York that has an in-unit washer and dryer, which Ooh, is wow. like... You know, it's not fancy yeah. in and of itself, but like in New York, that's yeah, like a- Yeah, that's fancy New York style. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we, my roommates and I have been especially grateful to have that during the pandemic when like yep. the laundromats, we don't know if they were open right. or particularly sanitary. Anyway. Yeah. So that's been great. I probably, I do a dark load every other week and a light load like every month. Okay. So you're wearing your, your dark colors. <laughs> yeah. Often. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, I have quite a few pieces of clothing that need to be dry clean. Yeah. And I'm learning as I get older that it's maybe not worth buying clothes that can only be dry cleaned. <laughs> yeah. That will quickly add up. So I think that's my I love it. basic laundry routine. That's good. Yeah. And do you have, well, but you're still having to work within community, right? Within the relationships right underneath your nose, right? About like, yes. okay, whose turn is it for the washer? And yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's usual that like someone's using it at right. any given time. So I see a lot of like clothes hung up around the apartment yes. and have to ask about putting things in the dryer. And yeah, there's always something to negotiate. Yes. It's worthwhile, right? For those, yeah, thicker relationships <laughs> yes. even with laundry. So the reason I ask this question about what our laundry routines are came from one of my favorite books, which is actually a lecture by Kathleen Norris. She wrote a book called The Quotidian Mysteries, Laundry, Liturgy, and quote-unquote women's work. In the book, she talks about things like laundry and the connection to liturgy. She actually talks about coming back to a life of faith when she saw the Catholic priest doing the dishes, cleaning up from the Eucharist, and washing out the chalice. And I loved that, especially as a young mom, when I felt I was overrun with chores and drudgery, with diapers and laundry and dinner and dishes all of the time. I needed something concrete and yet something beautiful, something meaningful, a reason and a purpose to do those things that felt like drudgery. Kathleen Norris writes in her book, Laundry, liturgy, and women's work all serve to ground us in the world, and they need not grind us down. Our daily tasks, whether we perceive them as drudgery or essential, life-supporting work, do not define who we are as women or as human beings, but they have a considerable spiritual import. 
and their significance for Christian theology. The way they come together in the fabric of faith is not often appreciated, but it is daily tasks, daily acts of love and worship that serve to remind us that the religion is not strictly an intellectual pursuit. And these days, it is easy to lose sight of that, as like our society itself, churches are becoming more politicized and polarized. Christian faith is a way of life, not an impregnable fortress made up of ideas, not a philosophy, not a grocery list of beliefs. Isn't that beautiful? I felt like in that stage of my life and in that stage of my life of faith, I needed those words. I needed to know that laundry actually had a spiritual impact. So as we listen in to these laundry routines, I hope you'll begin to ask yourself some good questions about the spiritual impact of your own laundry routines. Laundry also moves us outward. In certain places like New York City where you are sharing communal laundry facilities, John Stark, as a pastor and father of four children, had to kind of defend that he was using so many washers and dryers and not stealing people's laundry. Well, as we conclude, I'd love to hear your laundry routine. It's always fun to hear laundry routines, especially from people in New York City, (laughs) too. It's a little different than my suburban California laundry routine, probably. Well, you know, we... Although we both have four children, so... Yes, and which we probably produce a lot of... You probably produce a lot of laundry like we do. So, you know, we have a really small apartment and have a laundromat that's thankfully close. It's right, like almost right below us. And we always freak out our neighbors for how much laundry (laughs) we put in. Yeah. And there was one time where my wife uh, put in the laundry and I went and got it. And I, you know, was bringing all of our Ikea bags Uh and we filled up four or yeah, no, five dryers in the laundromat. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm opening them all up and the lady comes over and she's assuming that I'm just stealing clothes because right. there's no way that right. I have this much clothes. And so it took me 15 minutes to explain, you know, <laughs> all of these are my clothes. Yeah. Um, I can tell you it's in that dryer right yeah, now. Yeah, and, yeah. But at the same time, I have to be careful how much laundry I do because I'm colorblind and I ruined a few red and white combinations no everything's delightfully pink right yeah (laughs) (laughs) i understand all of the comments about are all those kids yours and yeah let me just pick some up on the side of the road it's great (laughs) (laughs) i love his laundry routine because it also brings to mind that the work we do even in our own houses or in our apartment buildings actually matters to other people We can tend to think of our routines as solo, as individualistic, and yet, like all of our routines, laundry is communal. Another way that laundry is communal is in the kind of ecosystem in our families and in our homes. I love this interview with pastor and my friend, Sam Wheatley. He talks about his wife, Kate, doing the laundry because she does it correctly, And yet what he has to say about receiving that gift is a beautiful way to see that even the small things of our life, like laundry, can be a gift to receive and to give to other people. Laundry matters. It builds the fabric of our relationships. 
And lastly, this is a question I ask everybody. <laughs> I want to ask everybody about their laundry routine. And, you know, we've, we've talked about place and belonging and moving cars and disciplines of spirituality and silence and solitude. Um, and so we can talk about all the big ideas, but I would love to hear your laundry routine because I think that if we can't figure out, like we've been trying to connect the dots together in our conversation about all of these big ideas and, you know, things like, what does it mean for Jesus to die on the cross? And how does that relate to where we live and how we live? But if we can't figure out how the gospel makes sense right into our small things like doing the laundry or moving our car, then we're not actually living the full Christian life. We're not actually being transformed into right. the image of Christ. So what's your laundry routine, Sam? <laughs> so my laundry routine is probably, as you know, my wife uh, doesn't trust me to do the laundry. Oh, yes. Because yes. I always do it wrong. So I, she does all the laundry. So that's my laundry. So how, yeah. <laughs> so how is that God's good grace to you in the, in your wife's uh, very nice household tasks that she does quite proficiently? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, it's one of those areas where she serves me mm. and I have to be willing to be served mm -hmm. and appreciative of the service mm -hmm. and not uh, taking it for granted or, um, you know, or helping figure out ways I can help her, even if I mix up the wrong colors and things like that. Right. So, uh, yeah. I can do sheets and towels. So I do, I do sheets and towels. And do you know how to hard. fold a fitted sheet? I can fold excellently. Oh, nice. I also iron. So I do nice. all the ironing. Okay. That so is okay. Yeah. So it is, a family <laughs> affair. I love it. But yeah, I think it's true, right? Is like these little mundane household tasks, whether, the, whether they're washing up or doing the laundry or ironing are the ways that we love and serve one another. And they're not simply horrible things to get through, which is often our, our thoughts, right? This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At BOW, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. So as Kathleen Norris continues to think through these ideas in her book, The Quotidian Mysteries, she reminds us that the Christian religion asks us to place our trust not in ideas, and certainly not in ideologies, but in a God who is vulnerable enough to become human and die, and who desires to be present to us in our everyday circumstances, and because we are human, it is in the realm of the daily and the mundane that we must find our way to God. So maybe even laundry is a way that we can practice connecting the dots between what we know and how we live. 
We can practice as we fold the laundry, as we put in the washing detergent, as we thank God for the ability to to wash clothes. We can begin to think about themes of redemption, themes of washing, themes of love and care for the people in our household, and to bring that outwards into our neighborhoods. So here are a few of my very favorite, most surprising laundry routines. Leslie Leland Fields is a writer and speaker. She's a professor, and she also runs a fish camp in the waters of Alaska. She talks about an amazing sort of laundry routine that she held on to for 20 years. She is a mom of a bunch of kids, too. It's the amount of laundry The type of laundry she had to do will blow you away. And she helps us to think through laundry as a form of redemption. Would you tell us as we finish up what your laundry routine is? And the reason I asked this question, Leslie, is, um, you know, I think we can talk about writing and big ideas and theology, and yet we all have to do the laundry. And so we also trust in the same way that God is present in some of the more quote quote unquote, sacred moments. Of course, he is as present in the mundane. So I'd love to hear your laundry routine. <laughs> okay, I have to tell you, I have a whole chapter in my book about laundry. Yeah, surviving the island of grace. Okay. Because, well, first I have to say, I have no laundry routine in this life, including <laughs> none, none whatsoever, no routine. Um, but I have to say, for 20 years, I washed in a ringer washer. for 20 years and I had to carry the water from the well in to to dump it in and um we didn't have enough water to actually change out the water for every load so one load of water washed 14 loads of clothes okay and so that meant meant that you had you started with the cleanest and you went down to the dirtiest so you start with towels Uh uh-huh And then at the end, you end with socks. So I just have to say, by the time we got to the socks, usually like literally three hours later, um, the the water... The water was mud yeah, yeah. and the, the socks were just like roiling in this mud bath. That's <laughs> what it looked like. So that was 20. I did it for 20 summers with babies, with, you know, wow. so I, I have a lot of, yeah, I have a lot of memories about that. What kept you going when you had hours and hours of ringer laundry to do? How did you well, not resent it? Um, how did I not resent it? It's just, well, because if I didn't, then my children would be running around in <laughs> filthy clothes and I could, I can't stand that. So right. There, there still is a sense of, you know, cleaning is a form of redemption. Yep. You know, you take those jeans that are covered in fish, gurry, you know, we have a very special kind of dirt <laughs> out there yeah, um, yeah. at our fish camp. Yeah. So they're either running around in fish, gurry clothes, or it's five hours, you know, in the ringer washer out on the line. And then there's a whole other, it's a whole other part of this about, you know, it rains a lot here. So you'd put the clothes out on the line. Yeah. Sometimes they'd be out for five days. Right. It would rain, but you don't, you don't take the clothes in. When it starts to rain, you don't because they're getting a second rinse. There you go. They're getting (laughs) 
cleaner. Yeah. Through the rain. I love it. Oh my goodness. I think you win the most interesting laundry routine question on this podcast. So no one's ever asked me about laundry, but man, I was ready for that. I love it. I love it. In my conversation, I had a little mini series talking about place and what does it look like to love our place. And so I hosted that with a friend, Brandon J. O'Brien, and we chat and actually laugh a lot with our guest here, Danae Pierre. Danae is an amazing woman, but her laundry routine is absolutely amazing. Not because she had it all dialed in, but a friend helped dial it in for her. This might be inspiring for you minimalists out there. Well, we just have a few minutes left, so I would like to not forget, we would love to hear your laundry routine today. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a funny question because, um, oh man, this is, I'll try to answer it quickly. So I have historically pretty terrible with anything administrative. So (laughs) I tell, I tell people, my husband can kind of get a B, a B to like a minus in most areas of life he's like you know it's solid right. yeah i can get like a hundred percent or a zero percent yeah <laughs> and then um that averages to an f by the way so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so administration is a challenge for me so um i had an assistant who seven years ago out of the blue spent a year trying to get a hold of me couldn't get a hold of me and when we finally met for coffee, she said, I want to volunteer the next whatever of my life to get you, your life figured out. So she <laughs> went in and she like made me effective in every area of my life. Um, and the last thing she helped me with was my laundry. Cause I was like, okay, I was like, okay, if I could just get my home life to look like my work life, this would be beautiful. Yeah. And so she came in and she told me her process, her lead, it's called lean processing laundry laundry and you basically get rid of all your drawers you only have every everything hung up um and you install a, a bar over your washer machine uh-huh. and you do it goes from the washer to the dryer from the dryer immediately hung up and put away you got like a drawer for like small you know right things. um and i only have enough clothes for 10 days wow and so do all my kids <laughs> and every saturday they do their well they're Actually, I still kind of will start rewearing things. So I'm, st- I'm still struggling a little bit <laughs> with the like consistent routine, but I can't go, I can never have like a pile of laundry because at the end of wow. the week, I've got to, I've got to do laundry. So everyone does it <laughs> once a week or every 10 days and it's like, gets hung up and it went from like an all day, you know, yeah. never having piles to like, it's always done and it's always there and I don't wow. have to, I want to wear because. It's there. I have so little to choose from. So anyway, she, oh, I, I, I joke, love that. She, uh, she has done, I'm like, you have done so much for the kingdom by teaching people how to do their laundry. You have no idea how many hours of energy you freed up for people. So she's done like workshops on it for like our women leaders. Uh, oh my gosh. And she, she's well known for it. So, oh my there's, gosh. A, there's a longer explanation. We'll put all this information in the show notes for someone who's like, yes, I want to dig into, yeah. you know, pain and suffering, but also laundry help. Yes. Yeah. It's called lean processing your laundry. That's lean amazing. processing your laundry. Okay. Yep. I always learn more than one thing every time I talk to today. And that was one <laughs> that I did not count on today. So <laughs> that's great. Oh, can, I, well. can I wear dirty clothes sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to word it differently, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm a hot mess. 
who has a good laundry routine. I love that. <laughs> Our last laundry routine comes from my friend and director of podcasting at Christianity Today, Mike Cosper. Mike talks about his laundry routine, not just because of the realities of his laundry routine, but what his mental health and spiritual processes that he has enacted in his body mean for his laundry routine. I hope you find it encouraging. And so as we close out, Mike, I would love to ask you about your laundry routine. (laughs) Because I think, you know, here at the Finding Holy Podcast, we're trying to connect the dots between the things that matter, things like mental health and being enchanted instead of disenchanted about what does it look like to love people, to cry for help, where's God in the darkness and our everyday ordinary lives. So laundry matters. So what's your laundry routine? So to explain my laundry routine, I have to reveal something about myself. Okay. That I don't think I've ever revealed publicly at this oh, point. It's an exclusive. It's an exclusive, <laughs> which is that I do hot yoga. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. I that's have, your uh, exercise. That's yeah. That's my yeah. exercise. It's my my secret superpower. Nice. Um, uh, I actually started doing it during that season when I was, when I was so depressed. Yeah. Um, because Bob, uh, you know, sent me this article about how, you know, it's hot yoga in particular is kind of miraculous with, for people right. who are battling depression. Yeah. So, um, so I've been doing it for about three and a half years. Love it. Recommend it to everyone. Awesome. Um, a- apologies to those who think that I'm communing with demons. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh because of that the the sweat situation yes. is pretty disgusting. Yeah, is a thing. So mm-hmm. If they if those clothes sit for more than 24 48 hours you, you don't want to go They're in. They're done. So, yeah. So I'm doing laundry um I'm doing laundry probably three times a week yep. um, to stay to stay up on it and then um during football season I do all of my ironing on uh Sunday during there football you go. games. So you um, iron too. Iron. That's that's impressive. Only during football season. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's awesome. So how is how do you find God then in your in your laundry? Or maybe wow. find him in, in hot yoga. Um well uh, it's easier to answer the yoga question, which is there there is something about kind of body breath movement yeah that very much centers you and and very is very clarifying of your thoughts and so um you know it is for me it is a spiritual discipline but it's mm-hmm. again I'm, not that i'm communing with demons but, right. but i'm experiencing the presence of god in the midst right. of these um sometimes very strenuous things um so finding finding god in my laundry i can't say I figured that one out yet. That's okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, I am trying to find all of the metaphors underneath all of the things, but yeah, yeah. But I think, right, it's it's part of saying, you know, this is part of the cleanup too of, of the mm-hmm. strenuousness of and the discipline of, of the yoga practice. Right. It's not just, it's not always, yeah, the meeting with God and and all of the high points, right? There's there is a work to be done too. That's right. Absolutely. Friends, I hope that you enjoyed listening to so many laundry routines. 
And I would love it if you went back and listened to not only the wisdom of these friends as laundry routines, but the wisdom that they have to share from their life and work. You'll find all of the original episodes from our laundry guests linked in the show notes. So go back and have a listen. And while you're at it, subscribe and share this episode because I know there's someone in your life, maybe it's you, who is just plain done with the laundry and you're having a really hard time connecting the dots between the drudgery of the work and the promise of the work. But friends, I want to leave you with one small step And it's to do your laundry maybe a little bit differently this week. As you do your laundry or your children's laundry, or maybe you're just doing the sheets and towels, or maybe you are receiving the gift of someone doing your laundry for you. I want you, before you do the laundry or you receive the laundry and put it away in your drawers, to take a deep breath. And remember that God meets us in our everyday, ordinary, holy lives. We often like to put God in a box and we take him out on Sunday. Or maybe he's in a box of your childhood where you had a great Sunday school experience or you remember taking communion for the first time and you feel like you have a big disconnect now in your adult life between maybe a life of vibrant childhood faith. And it happens in the warp and woof of our ordinary lives, friends. So as you do the laundry this week, take a breath, practice gratitude, and ask that God would meet you in your laundry. Whether you're thinking through what does it look like to be cleansed and washed, whether you're just praying prayers of gratitude that you have a washing machine, whether it's realizing that God has put you, he has put the lonely into families. And so it is your joy to serve or to receive the goodness he's given to you. I'd love to hear how it goes for you. Find me on Instagram. I'm at AA Hales. Maybe take a picture of your laundry piles. I think that would be amazing. And tag me in it so we can have a conversation about finding God, finding holy in the midst of our everyday holy lives. I don't have any amazing tips about how to actually do your laundry. Mostly, you know, it's throw in the laundry detergent and push the right buttons, but I know it is something we always have to do. And so I hope that this has been a helpful episode for you to get some ideas about your laundry routine and to also be propelled forward into realizing the actual spiritual import it has. Be sure to listen to some of those back episodes from some of our guests on this laundry episode and stay tuned because next week we will be talking with Kendra Adachi who is the author of The Lazy Genius Way and she has a whole lot to say about laundry. Thanks friends for being here. Remember, big things matter but so does the laundry. This episode was brought to you in part by The Compelled Podcast, which uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. Listen to missionaries, addicts, martyrs, and more who have seen Jesus at work in unbelievable ways. Listen on your podcast app or compelledpodcast.com.